ahead. You can turn with me to the scripture, kind of get it ready, because we are going to be going kind of back and forth to this scripture uh, over and over again. But we're going to be going to 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 through 7. So we're going we're gonna to be turning there. You keep your Bible open. Keep it on that. That's 1 John uh, chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. Um, as I was getting ready uh, yesterday and uh, had the... Uh, you know, had my notes out and things, and Courtney's been working this whole weekend. Uh, bless her heart. Uh, she wasn't here with us this morning, but I, she told me, she said, honey, I'm going to watch it later, all right? So make sure that you don't pick on me. So apparently I can't use her in the, in the preaching today. Uh, she knows I usually ask for permission, usually, usually. But uh, she was working. She was working yesterday, and so me and Leo were going over the notes together the whole day. And um, so I, I ended up ditching the paper because, um, uh, well, we had uh, puffs and and different slobbers on it and milk and, and whatever. But uh, but but praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Uh, I think Leo's heard heard me preach like probably more than anybody else. Well, no, I take that back. Courtney's heard me preach more than anybody else, but Leo's on his way. But uh, but bless his heart, he was around while Daddy was 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 preaching and getting ready over his notes, and he was. If it's anything like Leo, boy, he was all over the place yesterday. So if any of you guys are running or going down the aisles or crawling or whatever, that's what he was doing yesterday. So, uh, so praise the Lord. Oh, that makes it tough, amen. <laughs> uh, let's, let's go to God in prayer before we go any further. Father, I want to thank you for being in your house today, Lord. I thank you, God, for another opportunity to share your word, to lift up your name, God, in corporate worship. Lord, I just pray that your blessing would be upon this word today. Uh, God, let, let not my mind or, or my, my, my ways get in the way of you, Lord. Father, let me be a vessel for your word this morning, just to pierce the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name, I do pray. And amen and amen. Turning to 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. The scripture says this, this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you. That God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Amen. That's the scripture. We're going, to, we're going to be turning to that one a few times today, so hold on tight to that scripture. I want to, I want to bring a little bit of light to the different letters and the writings of John first, because um, I really like how the Lord used John uh, as far as the Gospel of John and these letters that we read here, this first one kind of being to the different congregations that John was familiar with. And if you read the Second John and Third John, there were letters to certain people, um, but definitely apply to believers today. And I'm going to give you a challenge first off, give you some homework this morning. Mitch looked at me like homework. <laughs> I'm going to give you some homework uh, this morning. Go home and read First John. It is a now word uh, for this generation because the way that John was influenced by the Holy Spirit to write in his letters that um, there was such a 
just black and white, it's wrong or right, just strict, straight, sharp illustrations that he talks about love, hate, light, darkness, there was no in-between. And John also wrote in such a way that it was that it was simple, but it was so bold. It was bold to where he just wanted to reach out to these people so that they could have confidence in their faith, that their faith would be built up, that they wouldn't listen to false teachers, that they wouldn't lack confidence in God's word or what they had heard, but yet he wrote these letters to build up their confidence, to build up their faith, and he is just like a, man, The God used him just to write black or white, like it is good or it is evil. So go home in a day and age that it feels like uh, there's a gray area in everything. There is no gray area when it comes to God. There is black and white is wrong or it is right. So go home and read First John. It's not that long. It's only, I think, five chapters. It's not that long. Go home and read it today. But here we get in this First John, and we're in chapter 1 here. And John is also known as a, a, a kind of like the, the love apostle. He'll talk about love, hate, love the brethren, God is love. Uh, and and this, was, uh, this, this particular passage talks about this love, but it's light and darkness. This light and darkness, this fellowship with God. And so we read these scriptures, verses 5 through 7, and he talks about first off that God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. That verse 5, this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. You know, there are times when, he, when he's in his writings, like if you go to, uh, you know, the chapter 4 and verse 8 when he says God is love but this one in particular says God is light and I love the words after it he didn't like stop there he says and in him there is no darkness at all that just kind of it just kind of builds up my faith a little bit so I want to encourage you first off that there is no darkness at all in God that means you can completely and 100% depend on him to be good and nothing but good he is light and in him there is no darkness at all there's no shred of evil there's no shred of doubt there's no gray area there's no shadow he is all good you can depend upon God even it talks about in uh, the city of heaven it doesn't have a night because just the glory of God shines about the light that just projects from him he is light and in him there is no darkness at all so you can depend upon your God I know there are times in this life we don't want to bring somebody real close to us because we've been hurt before and time and time again and we've been damaged and whatnot. But let me tell you, God is a dependable God. He is your Abba Father. He will take care of you. He never fails you. And in him there is no darkness at all. Now he goes on to talk about the fellowship that we have with God and, and that if he is all light, if we walk in any sort of darkness, then we're lying if we're saying we're in fellowship with God because in Him there is no darkness at all. But if we are, that verse 7, but if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have 
fellowship with God first off, then fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Here's what I want to talk about today, and this is kind of like a, a simple but profound message. This year, we are talking about being all in. Being all in is not just about your experience that you have at church, but it's about walking in the light with God. It's not about coming to church on Sunday morning. That's only a fraction of you. But it's about your daily walk in the light with God. It's about walking with Him. That's what, and that's what God has been trying to get back to um, since Genesis. We read in Genesis about how God would come down in the cool of the day to walk with them. He would walk in the garden. He would walk and talk with them. Um, could you imagine, like, the creator of the universe just coming down in the evening or coming in the morning and saying, hey, how's it going? What are we getting into today? You know, I would... That would be awesome just to have that connection and that type of relationship, that fellowship with God the Father. First off, I'm going to say this, that he, he has made that a way through his son, Jesus Christ. But that's exactly what he wants to get back to, is that fellowship that he has with his creation. That he wants to walk with you. He wants to walk with with you. If you read on in 1 John, when you do your homework later, in 1 John 3, 1 says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are, children of God. He wants to get back to that place where there's such a fellowship, a connection with him, that it's not just Sunday mornings or not just an experience a time or two or even experience once a week. He wants you to walk with him. He calls you his child. He takes care of you. He wants to spend time with you. I tell my teens that he wants to hang out with you. He's, he, he's, your, he's your friend. He called, as Moses was called, a friend of God. He wants to be your friend. He loves you. He wants to walk with you. Now, I, 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 wanna, I think the reason why God put this message on my heart is that because um, and we talked a little bit about it in, in pastor's meeting this past week. But, like, I think today we get into a space, guys, that our friendships are so superficial. Like, you, like nobody, you, you, you don't have, like, those deep relationships anymore. It's like, it's like we meet somebody one time, and I'm going to be real with you. We meet somebody one time, we look them up on Facebook, you know, accept the friend request, and then seven years later, Facebook pops up and is like, oh, you've been friends for seven years, and you're like, wow, we go way back. Like, we are tight, <laughs> you know? But you don't know who in the world they are or where they're at now. Like, it's so superficial. And, even, and, and that kind of jades us to even the, our friends that we talk to. Like, we don't want to open up to them. We don't want to talk about the deep stuff. We just want to say, hi, how you're doing? And we want them to say, fine. If they say anything else, we're thrown off. We're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're keeping up there. So, so, so that friendship and stuff. But that's not what God wants. 
first off, that's not what God wants us to do with each other. He wants there to be a friendship where we go to each other's house, where we have dinner together and we talk about the deep things like iron sharpening iron. That's what God desires. And God desires for us not to be just Facebook friends with God. It's not like, okay, I, I, man, I, I'm, I'm saved. I accepted that friend request from God, and I've never talked to him again. That's not what he wants. He wants a relationship with you. He wants to walk with you. He wants to know that he wants you to bring all of you to him. The good stuff, the bad stuff, the deep stuff, the stuff that nobody else hears about, bring them to your God. That's the type of relationship that he wants. It's not something that is superficial with him, but he, he knows you fully, and yet he still loves you. And so he wants a relationship with you so that you can know him too. Praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord for the relationship that we have with God the Father. And so our scripture says that God is light, and so therefore if we want to walk with him, if we want to fellowship with him, we need to be all in the light. There's a perfect, perfect example of someone who walked with God that we don't, know, we don't know a whole lot about. There's actually like, I think there's 12, maybe 12 or 14 verses in the entire Bible about him, and his name is Enoch. Yeah, yeah, you knew where I was going. We read about him in Genesis 5, and really, if you had to give like the best eulogy ever, that was it. In Genesis 5, it talks about Enoch, and all it says is uh, he was the son of Jared. He was the father to Methuselah. And after Methuselah, he walked with God for 300 years. And he walked with God, and he was not, for God had taken him up. That's like, man, that should be like a goal eulogy right there. Here's my dad, here's my son, and I'm survived by it, and I walked with him for 300 years. I walked with God, and I, and I, I was there, and I was gone. That's a, that's a eulogy. That's awesome. We read about the, him, too, in Hebrews 11 in the Hall of Faith, and it talks about how he just walked with God. We don't know a whole lot about him, but for he was alive for 365 years, and he walked with God. There is so much in the 14 verses that are about Enoch in 300 years. You see, that relationship was not one that was, hey, Enoch was coming to God once a week on Sunday and saying, hey, God, how you doing this week? Or it wasn't something that he accepted a friend request and then that was it and said, see you later. No, it was 300 years. 300 years. Years. That means when Enoch woke up in the morning, he was talking to God. When he was eating lunch, he was talking to God. When he was working, he was talking and walking with God. When he was at home, he was walking with God. When he went to bed, he was walking with God every day for 300 years. And that fellowship grew to such a, such a way that Enoch didn't even, God just like, I can just sense God just wanted him in his heart, wanted him to bring him up, and so God just, God just took him. He didn't even die. He's just like, wow, I, I, man, come on up. Let's go. That's the type of fellowship that God wants with us. 
is that it's not just a once a week thing, but it's every day we wake up that we are in fellowship and walking with Him. That's the goal that He wants for us, to be in that fellowship and communion with Him as His creation. Praise God. So he, Enoch gave a, gave a great, great uh, you know, example there and how he walked with God for 300 plus years. Praise the Lord for that relationship. And that's what God wants for us. In our, um, you know, in our, you know, this year we're all about all in. And we're talking about in Luke chapter 10 where it talks about how we love God with all of our heart, with all our strength, with all our mind, with all our soul. Basically, all of your being Every ounce of you, you love God. Church, if we want to be all in, we've got to start walking with God, not just for two hours or three hours a week. We need to walk with God every day. Every day we wake up that we walk with God. What I worry about is that we get to a place where it's like we're just kind of going through the motions of life and, and we come to church, maybe it's because out of habit or some of you teens, your mom and dad just brought you here and, and whatnot, but you're not truly just seeking God, not just coming to church as a social club, but really having a relationship with God the Father. And so spiritually, your walk is, is nothing. That you're just you're, you're you're stuck in that darkness, and that's not what God wants. He wants you to walk in the light with Him every day. I've got this I've got this buddy that um, um, I, I work out with, and I, I wanted to tell this illustration on him. And he uh, he's a great one of my buddies. He's a good guy, and um, probably like the like the strongest, probably the strongest uh, physically strong person I know. Um, he, me and this guy, I joke with him all the time about like, hey, can you go like move, pick up my car and move it or something just, just with your hands because he's like that strong. Like he, he makes like 500 pounds look like a stick. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's a really strong guy. And, uh, and I, you know, I seen him one day outside of, of, of working out. And like um, he gets out of his car and the poor guy like, he, get, he could barely get out of his car, and he, like, starts walking down the street, and, he, like, he's got this terrible limp going on. And I was like, man, what is going on? Like, what, what happened to you? And he was like, oh, it was about six months ago. And I was like, six months ago? I was like, we've been working out, like, you know, like three days a week with each other. Like, this happened six months ago? And he's like, yeah, he's like, my, ham, my, my muscle, my hamstring, the back of my leg here is really bad. And he's like, yeah, you, you didn't even notice it, but... Man, when we've been in the work and working out in the gym, I, I've got this brace that I've been putting on under my sweatpants, and like, you'd never think. Man, when he goes to the gym like that, and it's like he puts that brace on underneath, sweatpants go on her top, you'd never guess. And he's just walking away, and he'll do his thing, and he'll pick up 500 pounds and whatnot. But yet, then when he goes outside the gym, he can barely walk down the street. What I'm trying to say is, as, a, as, as our spiritual walk, I don't want us to be a church that comes into God's house and puts a brace upon our legs just so that we can jump up and down and praise the Lord, but yet spiritually we can't walk down the street. That there's a limp that we've got outside of the, work, outside of the church house and, and, and it's been tugging at us and burdening us down. There's something that's eating at you. Something that you've kept in the darkness away from the light. And, and you've got to give that. You've got to give that to God. We can't just come into church and brace it up and, and, and perform. That's not what it's about. It's about a relationship with the Lord. 
You take, you take those hard things. You take that busted up spiritual leg that you've got and you bring it to God and say, God, I need help. I need help. And God in his infinite wisdom will take your, your, your poorest part, your worst part about you and make you whole. He doesn't just say, hey, here's a brace, good luck. No, he makes you new and gives you wholeness, gives you a new life. Praise the Lord. So how's your walk going? How's your walk? Are you coming to church and praising the Lord, but yet you're limping on Monday? Jesus, Jesus came not for us to live for an experience, but yet to have a walk with God. Jesus did not come to die for us to go to church. Jesus came to die for us to walk again with God. Jesus was not about religion. That's what that experience stuff is. That's just religion. Jesus was not about religion. He was about relationship. He's not about religion. He's about relationships. So let me encourage some of you in here. If you come to church and you think, wow, man, this is a bunch of do's and a bunch of don'ts, let me tell you, that's religion. Get that out of your mind. Jesus does not say, do this, do that. He says, no, it's already been done for you. I just want you back in relationship with me. So church, don't let it be about a religion. Let it be about a relationship. Walk with God. Walk with God. Praise the Lord. I was seeing that over there, Leo. I, was he raising his? I saw that little hand. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But that's what, that, yeah, I'm, I'm a little biased there. I'm, I'm showing favoritism. <laughs> But praise the Lord, that's what God wants for us is to get back in that relationship with him. That, that it's, it, it's like the word says, you know, we pray without ceasing. It's like God is just kind of, he's, he's with you always. That you, you, you talk with him, you, you're praying over your food, you, you carry your Bible around with you, you, you so you can read it when you want. And, and then you've got that intentional time with him every day and, and you're, just, you're just seeking him in every part of your life. I, man, I tell you what, if you're all, if you're like me, I thank him for all the, the, the little stuff as I'm talking through him out the day. I'm like pouring my coffee and I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord, for this coffee. Praise your name. <laughs> like, does anybody else pray for your coffee? I think that, I think that needs to be a blessing somewhere. <laughs> but I, but, but the, yet you always talk with God that you're, you are his child, and, and you have that walk with him every day. That's what God wants for us. He wants for our faith to be built up, to have a life and a life more abundantly in him. I, I want to, sh- listen, I know I want to encourage, and I'm, we're, we are going to get to that point because I think, it's, I think when a church begins to walk with God, there are some powerful things that can happen. But I want to share with you probably one of the most intense passages of Scripture that I've read. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus himself mentions something in there that has like always hit me so hard. That it's, it's basically about a people that seek God just as an experience, but yet they don't have a walk with him. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus talks about that in that day that comes, when that judgment day comes... That he says something that, like, he, he says, not everybody who tells me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. He said, but in that day, there will be some who say that 
They prophesied in my name. That they cast out demons in my name. That they, that they did these experiences in Jesus' name. But yet Jesus will turn to them and say, I don't know you. I don't want that to be anybody that I know. I don't want anybody to be turned away like that. So what I'm saying, listen, I know that's deep, but that is an intense passage of Scripture. And it's truth. But yet that's a people who just sought God for experiences. That I prophesied, Lord, that I casted out demons, that I did wonders in your name. But yet they didn't know the Lord. It's not about the experiences. They're important. I, I need to say that. The experiences are important. Praise God for the time when you repent or the time that you're baptized in the Holy Ghost. They are important. They give that momentum to a life and a life more abundant. But it's not just about the experience, but it's about the walk with God. When you spend time with Him and know Him fully, that's what God wants. He wants us to walk just like Enoch did for every day, 300 years. Praise the Lord. Every day he woke up, I'm sure God was on his mind. That's the kind of life that God wants for us. Paul even talks about how he dies daily. That every day he wakes up, it's like, man, i got to put the flesh away. I've got to just live life for God. I'm all about God. It's not just Sundays, but it's every day of the week. But church, can I give you encouragement? Because as you begin to walk with God, there is a life that God has for you that is so much better. I'm talking about a life, an eternal life, but also a life here on earth that is so much better than you could have ever planned or tried to do on your own. God wants what's best for you. He is your Abba Father. So walk with Him. If we are a people that truly go all in for God, not just after the experiences or seeking God's hand, but seeking His face and just spending time with Him, there would be such a power in your walk and in this church and in this community like never before. There would be such a... Nerissa talked about it last week. I love what... Uh, where is she at? Nerissa, uh, you, man, when you were talking about how if we would just... Uh, like you were doing with, with your sons, you would say, I'm a child of God every morning before, before school. Praise God. You wake up every morning, church, say, I am a child of God. Get your mind on Him. Every day. She read a scripture, though, last week. She read a scripture in Joshua, chapter 1, and I loved verse 3. I mean, it's, it's all good, that commissioning of Joshua. But in verse 3, it talks and it says that everywhere that the sole of your foot touches, I have given you. Church, if we were a people walking with God in the light, seeking him every day everywhere that the sole of our foot touches he has given us it's like everywhere that you walk everywhere you go 
And you know people like that. It's like when they walk in a room, it's like the atmosphere just changes. That's God working in them. My prayer is that we are a church that everywhere, everywhere that we go, the atmosphere changes for God is using us. So we are just vessels for his glory, vessels for his love, reaching out to people that were the hands and feet of the body of Christ. Everywhere that we go, he has given us. I don't, I, I want to talk about the, the feet for just a second because I think it's important here that, you know, he says the sole of your foot, everywhere that you go that I've given to you. There's, there's such a preciousness about it. Like when, when Jesus, was, um, Jesus was at the Last Supper and he began to wash the feet of the disciples, that there was a lot of meaning behind that and, and how Jesus came to serve and not be served. And, and, but yet also he was, he was telling Peter about how like, hey, Peter said, no, Jesus, don't wash my feet, saying, hey, my feet are nasty. Don't be washing them. But Jesus said, listen, if you don't let me wash your feet, I, you can't have any part of me. I think there's something special about the feet for a second because, listen, y'all, the feet is probably one of the nastiest parts on us. Listen, if you know it or not, but your feet are sweating all day, getting nasty and whatnot, but yet Jesus washed their feet. What I'm saying is this, is that, even if you think you can't walk in the light of God and do the thing, do all these things, like if you think all oh, these things are too bad for God or I've done things that are just, man, they're rough, I can't do it, and you're keeping that in the darkness, let me tell you, that's why Jesus was washing feet, is that you can bring those nasty, rough things in your life, bring them to him, and he will wash you free. He will wash your feet. He will set you free. He washed those feet of the disciples, I, I think in part, like, it was like telling them, hey, now's the time. Your feet are ready to go. You're ready to go preach the gospel now. I think that's why in Romans 10, how it talks about how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel. How beautiful are the feet of those who walk in the Lord. Because everywhere that they go, God reigns there. God's ways reign there. God's... God's anointing is upon them. Everywhere that they go, God gives to them. And it's like, it's like all that light that is just coming out of you and that love that there can't be any darkness around you. And so the world either has to change or they got to run. And that's my prayer is that the world either changes or they've got to run because God's people is walking in the light. So those things that you think is too rough about your life, or maybe those things that you've held back from God, bring those to light. Don't keep them in darkness. Bring them to him and he will wash your feet. He'll wash away those rough things and make you whole. He'll bandage up that spiritual leg that's got you limped over and not being able to walk or you felt like you've just been stuck in a place over and over again. He will make you whole, but you've got to bring those things into the light.
all stand together church we don't need to go any further the Lord is reaching out to some of you in here he's he just spoke to us and saying that he wants to give you himself Church, if there is anything right now you need to bring before God right now is the time. Here in a moment, we're going to come up to pray, and I know we've done it a lot. We've done time and time again, prayer and prayer. And times we pray at our seat, today I do want us to come up. And as you become up here for prayer, I want that to be a symbol to say, God, I'm giving you all of me. I'm giving you everything. Lord, I'm giving you my time. I'm giving you my Monday and my Tuesday and my work. I'm giving you those ugly things that I don't tell other people about. Those things that's been caught up in the darkness for too long the things that's given me a limp in my spiritual walk that I can't seem to shake God I'm giving you all of me right now the invitation is open God is telling you that if you give you give me all of your heart I will pour out my heart on you that he will fill you up that he will make you new that he will give you a joy and a peace that passes understanding. But you've got to come, step into the light, bring all of you to him. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit and you speaking to us, Father. Lord, I just pray that every heart in this room, God, that they would be, they would know that they're loved and they are fully known by you. That they can give you everything. Father, for you give us new life. Father, I pray that if there's anyone in here that's held anything back from you, or maybe they don't know you, God. And they've lived a life just with just experience of going to church. Or they think they're here by chance. But today can be their day, God. That they start that walk with you. Let them come. In Jesus' name. Right now, I want you to come up. I want you to come up. If you need prayer. If you've got anything that you've held from God. Anything that's in the darkness. He's offering himself to you. Right now, you've got to come up and offer yourself to him. Say, God, I give you everything. 
I give you what I think is good and I give you what I think is bad. You are making new wine. Come on, church. Come on. There's some others. There's some others that need to come. There's some others that need to give it to God. God's welcoming you with open arms this morning. He wants to give you a new life. He wants to give you himself. He has laid down his son's life for you. He loves you. He fully knows you. He knows all your mistakes. He knows everything that you have done. But yet he loves you anyway. Give yourself to him. You are making I'm going to ask if I can have some prayer warriors come up. In the crushing. Pray with those. In the pressing. You are making. But I know that there's a couple more in here. I know there's more that God's pulling on your heart. God's pulling on your heart right now. In the pressing. Don't leave this house. Don't leave this house going back to a walk that's in darkness and blinded and just limping by. Come out of this house walking in the newness of life. Come out of this house walking in freedom where every step is ordered by the Lord. And everywhere that the sole of your foot touches, God gives you. That's the type of walk God wants. Give yourself to Him. Give yourself to Him. In the crushing.
So they're submitting everything they have to God. Church, give God your everything. Love Him with every ounce of your being. Give Him all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. I do want to. I do want to change gears just a little bit. I didn't ask on this, but I want to do it anyways for you, Pastor. Tomorrow, Pastor's going to be having uh, his surgery go on. And I know us as a church, we are going to be praying all over for him and thinking about him. But I want us this morning to come up together, lay hands, and pray on our pastor. My prayer is this, as, I was, as I've been praying for him, one, that we want everything to go smooth. But also, too, my prayer is that everybody in this, this encounter, the surgeons, the nurses, I want them to say that there was something different about this one. That there was something that went so well, that went so good, that it wasn't by man alone. But yet that they could see the hand of God all over our pastor. So this morning, I'm going to ask... I'm going to ask anybody who's able to come up and pray with our pastor this morning. 
Pastor Micah, if you'd like to get the, the oil and anoint pastor, pray over him. But come up, church. We're going to lay hands and we're going to pray together. Hey, Kotobo. What's the word say about his healing touch, Pastor? Lord, hallelujah. I tell you what, God's good all the time. Yeah. All the time, God's good. Hota. Cindy come up to me. Cindy come up to me and said that uh, I that the Lord kind of spoke to her that it's like a bicycle, that momentum's happened when the bike is pushed and then the rider jumps on top of it, keeps on rolling, even when they're not pedaling because of momentum. She said, momentum has occurred and happened and that I don't have anything to be concerned with as far as the church because the Lord's got that momentum. I told her, I said, wait till I come back. <laughs> then the peddling's going to start, you know. But I tell you, God's got great things. I know the Holy Ghost is in this. The Lord's been giving me some new word and fresh word. <laughs> And I'm tearful, not because of surgery. But the companionship I have with Christ. He is everything. I'm so grateful to him. He's going to touch me. I'm going to get better than than before and keep moving. I'll be better than the six million dollar man. <laughs> Pretty close to it, but amen. I just believe you all just pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. So many times we lay hands. So many times these hands that we're now laying on have laid hands on us, God. So many times these hands have laid hands upon us believing in healing touch. Now, Lord, we lay hands upon the shepherd who has laid hands on us many times over believing for our healing touch. But God, is, as our shepherd, as our shepherd faces, faces a time of needing to recover, we know his shepherd the good shepherd is keeping his hand upon him. And the word of God that has been preached out of this mouth for decades is going to be revealed in the body that has preached it many upon many years. We believe the truth of the word of God this morning. We believe for healing touch in our pastor's body. Oh God, I believe it's a season and time that as this body begins to support the struggle of the headship, God, you're going to reveal yourself in a great way. Oh God, I believe not only are you going to build him up physically, but you're going to build him up spiritually. That there is that fresh word he spoke of is going to be preached and delivered when this season is over. And God, it may sound cliche, but I declare it, the best is yet to come. The best days are yet to come. 
I thank you, God, for the decades. But I know the greatest days are yet to come. The greatest amount of souls are yet to come. The greatest generation of sons and daughters is yet to rise up. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we believe this, God. We pray right now over medical professionals. You'd give them peace and understanding and guidance and wisdom, God. In Jesus' name, in the most holy and mighty name of Jesus Christ, we believe it, God. We believe it, God. In Jesus' name.